Life can be hard, and sometimes you just need an internet bestie to help you out. That's where I come in. Welcome to the Dear Imani Podcast, an advice-based show that reminds you to put yourself first and live in your purpose. And don't worry, I'll always give you the real tea. Need advice or have a story? Send me a message on our Instagram at Dear Imani Podcast or DearImani.com. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. See you there. Sincerely, Imani. You guys, I'm back. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Dear Imani. I'm your host, Imani, obviously. We are back. I told myself that I did not want to miss a week of the podcast, but obviously, life be lifing, and it just happens, okay? And I want to make sure any other trip I go on, I plan accordingly so I know I have an episode for you guys so I don't have to skip weeks every time I go out of town, okay? But all that matters is that we're back. So any life lesson, so the life lesson that you learned right now was even when you fall off, you bounce right back. Just get back on that horse and get to going. So that's what I'm doing. I am back with another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you missed my voice last week, I am so sorry. I missed y'all. I missed y'all. I missed talking to this microphone. I miss commenting back to your guys' responses. I miss all of it. So I'm so happy to be back. And I hope you miss me. Like, I hope you woke up Friday morning and was like, where is Dear Imani? Where is Dear Imani? I hope that's what happened to you. But I am here today. So welcome back to another episode. And let's get started. So you guys probably know by now I was gone because I went to homecoming. I went to Alex's College, Norfolk State University in Virginia, and I went to their homecoming, which we are going to dive into. So this episode is all about college, basically. I asked you guys for your craziest college stories, roommate stories, all that good stuff. We are diving deep into college because I just thought it was a perfect opportunity since I'm going to be talking about my homecoming experience anyway. Might as well base the episode around that. But before we start talking about homecoming, okay... Let's do some updates. Okay, so one, when we came back from homecoming, I'm going to fast forward to the end. (laughs) When we got back from homecoming in Virginia, I literally was crying in the car that night because I was so sad to be back (laughs) and to be back in reality. Oh my God. I don't know if you guys saw that TikTok I posted, but I used the song, um, it's been a long, oh, when I see you again from Fast and Furious, the super sad song. I used that as me and Alex was as me and Alex were leaving the hotel because I was like, this is literally what it feels like. It feels like you are leaving so many memories behind. Even if you've stayed at a hotel for like four days, it feels like it just is so depressing when you leave anywhere because you have to go back to reality. For me, I feel like I ignored every single responsibility that I had from my passion coaching to planning for the podcast to just everything else that I usually would have done in my week. I was not doing because I was just focusing on having fun and being at homecoming, of course. So when I got back, I was like, oh, shit, like I actually have to do stuff. And we got back on Monday night. So Tuesday morning, I just had to get right to it and do my all of my responsibilities. But when we got back, when we landed, I was crying because one, we were back in reality. And two, right now, especially with my schedule and Alex's schedule, we kind of cross paths a lot. We're like, we wake up and then I won't see him until like midnight. And I hate that. I hate this time of year because of that specifically. I just am not that girly. Like the long distance, we're not even long distance, we live together. (laughs) 
I'm just not the girl that's like long distance or can only hang out once a week. Like I, my love language is quality time, physical touch. So I do not like not hanging out. So, so this part of the year is kind of hard. So when we were out of town for five days, all we had to do was hang out. We were hanging out, having fun, no responsibilities, no work. And it was just me and him the whole time. And then I love hotels too. So it was just such a fun trip overall. And I was just really sad to be back um, and not get that time. But he told me basically like, we got to do what we got to do so we can do more of this. We got to do more of that so we could do more of this. Meaning like we got to do more of work and responsibilities so we can get to the point where we can do more of the traveling and the fun and all of that good stuff. So that was that. I started working out again. I took some time off. Let me tell you. I remember I was talking all this shit on the podcast, talking about I was going to be super fit and healthy. I'm going to be getting ready for homecoming, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, I was looking bomb, per usual. I always look bomb. But I was not in the gym like I was planning to be. But as soon as we got back Tuesday morning at like 7 a.m., I was up and we were working out. And I think it was because I was still on East Coast time, but I still worked out the next day. And we're just going to keep this ball rolling because we got some trips ahead of us, okay? Some super exciting ones. Well, since we're on trips, I have one, I have my one of my best friends, Bachelorette, this upcoming weekend. I'm super excited for that. Her wedding is in New Orleans. I've talked about that before, but we actually leave in a couple weeks. It came by so fast, and I'm super excited because, one, I get to leave again, yay. And two, I've never been to Louisiana, New Orleans, and that's just like a such a, to me, that's such a, hot spot and I've always wanted to go there so I'm only there for a couple days it's a really really short trip but I'm excited to go and obviously be in her wedding I'm her maid of honor and I'm just really excited we're gonna have fun this upcoming weekend and then also in a couple weeks at the wedding after that Alex and I in December have in the beginning of December have to go to Miami for another wedding and obviously I'm stoked about that because Miami is the turn up capital next to Vegas so That's going to be a fun trip. And then recently, as of literally yesterday, we are going on a four-day cruise with the Royal Caribbean to the Bahamas for my birthday slash Valentine's Day. It's an early Christmas gift, and I am so excited. Like, I've been wanting to go on a tropical vacation literally since Alex and I met. We have been to a lot of places and the most tropical vacation we had was when we went to Hawaii in 2020, but we were only there for literally two days and we were watching my friend Sam compete at Miss Hawaii USA. So it was more like, it felt more businessy than leisure. And we had a great time of course, but we were there for a purpose. And every other trip we have taken has either been a purpose or if it is vacation, it's very like on the go. And we've been quite a few places together, but we haven't done like a tropical one of those. And I really want to do a vacation like that. So I'm so excited and thankful. Actually, my dad had called me. He was like randomly yesterday was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, I would love a trip to go somewhere. And he was like, "Okay, I got you. So he literally made the deposit for this um, for this cruise. So shout out to my dad because you are a real one for that. So this is my birthday trip. And it also just so it just so happens to land on Valentine's Day too. So we're both really, really excited to be going to the Bahamas and it's a four night cruise. So we go to Coca, 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 I don't know. We go there. It's like a big water park and island. 
We have a day at sea. We have a day in the Bahamas. I've been to the Bahamas once when I was at Miss Teen USA back when it was there. And we stayed at the Atlantis and it was absolutely beautiful. But once again, I was there for a business, basically. I was competing for a pageant. So I didn't have the freedom that I'm going to be able to have now. And also I was a teen. So now I'm about to be turn up, you know, so it's a different vibe. And I got a boo. So we're about to be real cute out there. So that's my traveling for the rest of the year and the beginning of next year. And we are hopefully going somewhere in the summer and then more travels to come. But I really want to just have more fun. I mean, the past year and a half, we didn't go anywhere. The last trip we took was New York in 2021. And you know, that felt like a long time ago. So I'm so excited to, we just got back from homecoming. We're going to New Orleans, Miami, and then the Bahamas coming up. So we have a lot of travel, travel, we have a lot of travel chronicles coming up, which, which leads me to YouTube. So I uploaded the YouTube video of homecoming and that's doing pretty well. So make sure you go watch that if you really want the full experience of what homecoming was like before I dive into it right now. Um, but with all these trips, I'm excited to make more vlogs. I have another YouTube video coming out on Sunday, which is like a day date for the fall that we just did. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to get my content game up. It's been so much fun. While we were gone, I was posting quite a bit of TikToks and, um, making the vlog for YouTube. And I was like, wow, all you really have to do is get out your camera. Like if anyone out there is listening and they want to be a content creator, want to be an influencer, but just struggling to make content you have to think about it like this your life is content yes I was on trip so I did feel I do feel more inclined to film and I feel more excited to film because I'm doing things but what I've also realized is that your day-to-day -day life is content I watch so many girls on YouTube that they just do a week in the life every two days they post a video they're getting their coffee they're, they're doing their homework like it's just all these things that we all do every day anyway but you could just film it so that's a little sidebar if any of you out there want to be content creators and be in the whole influencer world. Halloween is coming up. So I'm trying to plan my Halloween costumes. I I was supposed to be an alien superstar from, you know, Beyonce. But, but the way life was set up, like, everything went by so fast. And then when we went to Virginia, I was just, like, not thinking about Halloween. And now I don't really feel like piecing that costume together and trying to figure it out. So I think I'm going to be Sailor Moon. I have not ordered that costume. I do want to get super, super long, like two pigtails, like down to my butt. So I can really give, you know, the whole costume can give. But I do have a Halloween party on Sunday, like a day party. And then I have, and then I possibly have another one. Either way, I need to have a costume, even if it's just for Instagram, because hello, it's Halloween. And I... Years ago, I used to have like five costumes when we had so many parties to go to. Now it's just like, it just hasn't been what it usually is, but I will have a costume. I'm gonna try to order, I need to order that Sailor Moon like now. And also speaking of Halloween, next week will be my Halloween special. So I'm super excited for that. I always wanna have a themed episode when it comes to holidays. I mean, this podcast hasn't been around during the, it hasn't been even half a year yet. Obviously it's been 16 weeks, <laughs> but I'm excited to come around to this holiday season because it's just so festive. A Halloween special, I want to do a Christmas one, Thanksgiving one, New Year, just all the holidays, Valentine's Day, just all the holidays and make it themed just so it's super cute because I'm just a girly like that. I look forward to next week in the Halloween special, so make sure you look out on 
you look out for that on my Dear Imani podcast Instagram and my personal Instagram so you can submit the topic of the week for Halloween. Alrighty, so that is all the updates that I wanted to say before we, you know, really dive into what today is about, okay? Because I missed y'all and I feel like I had a lot to say. I hope, like I said, I really hope you guys missed me, you know, because I love doing this show. Anyway, homecoming. We're going to start with this. Let's just dive into it. First, like I said, Alex went to an HBCU. Okay, so I know what's so funny. One of my friends messaged me and was like, I love how every story on your Instagram, you're like, Alex went to an HBCU like we forgot. <laughs> and I was dying at that because I think I kept reiterating it because I have all types of people that follow me. So especially in the pageant world or this beauty world, everyone's not going to necessarily know what an HBCU is. So I feel like I had to keep saying it. I feel like more people know now simply because of Beyonce homecoming, like her Coachella performance. But I feel like I just had to keep saying it to remind people like I'm at an HBCU. This is so cool. And that's also why there's so many black people around, which is period. (laughs) I just feel like people have to know. So I did keep saying that. But yes, Alex went to an HBCU. If you don't know what that means, that means a historically black college university. Growing up on the West Coast, like we do not really hear about HBCUs at all, or it's not encouraged to go to HBCU. And maybe not even just on the West Coast, like I'm sure everywhere, it's not really encouraged. You kind of have to know about it, or maybe your family went to HBCU, and so you know about it, and that's a dream for you. But for me and a lot of people I know, we were not taught to go there or have like a or necessarily have a huge interest in it. Um... So this was such a new experience for me to go to a HBCU, be on the campus, and just to be around a ton of black people, if I'm being honest. Like, once again, growing up in Washington, it's not like there was a lot of black people everywhere. Now I live in Orange County. I mean, hello, obviously. (laughs) So it was really cool to just be around the culture. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And what makes HBCU so special, besides the the history of it, is also like the fraternities and sororities. So Alex is a part of a fraternity called Omega Sci-Fi. And they're the ones that wear the purple and the gold. And they're kind of wild. Let me tell you, they are wild. Like they be barking. They're like dogs. They be nasty, nasty. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Take a break right now. Go to YouTube. Type in Omega Sci-Fi parties or Omega Sci-Fi neck roll. And you're going to see how nasty they be. So now that you're back to the podcast, didn't I tell you? Nasty. (laughs) So he's a part of that fraternity. And there's um, nine of them. It's called the Divine Nine. Nine sororities, fraternities total that are um, like black sororities and fraternities. And they're just really special at HBCUs because, because of how important it is to the individuals. When you think of like a PWI, and if you hear me say PWI, that means a predominantly white institution, I believe. Yes. So like a predominantly white school. So at a PWI, sororities and fraternities are more of like what happens in that four years while you're there. You have fun, you party, you build a brotherhood, a sisterhood, and those may be friends for life. But, you know, after college, it kind of fades away where black fraternities and sororities, it's something that you do and you're a part of for life. Like you're, you could be like 80 years old. You're still going to go to homecoming. You're still going to be repping your, um, like, sweatshirts and shirts you're going to still be throwing up the sign for your fraternity or sorority it's just a huge huge deal and a true sisterhood like if you have seen alex in person he has brands um of like brands like 
brands on his body, like a couple on his legs, on his arms. And you don't have to do that in the fraternity. It's optional, but a lot of the Omegas do do that. Um, so that's just a prime example of how important it is to these men and women. So that's something that really makes HBU stand out. And the second thing are the second thing is the band. When I tell you the band was more popular than the football team, <laughs> first of all, the football team lost the homecoming game. So yikes, but they're not very good. They're just not. Um, and the band at any HBCU is like the reason why people go to these games. The halftime performance is lit. If you ever seen Drumline, like that's probably the most, that's probably the closest you've gotten to what HBCU Drumline and like band looks like. And Alex hates that movie, and I think it's just because he's actually in that world. But me, I love that movie, and I feel like it's a pretty good representation of what it's like. Anyway, the band is that girl, okay? Like, the band is lit. People were waiting. The people were leaving the football game after the band performed, and then they were going to the tailgate. And then when the band came back, they, they did a parade back into their building, and everyone's lined up waiting for the band to come out from the field back to their band room. Like, the band is everything at an HBCU because they're so good, and they play music that we all know, and it just has so much funk, okay? But yeah, so like I said, if you want to actually see all of that and not just hear me talk about it right now, go to my YouTube channel and watch my most recent video. It is the HBCU homecoming vlog and you get to see all of that and it is really really cool whether you have been to a HBCU, never heard of one. Just I think it's just a really cool video to see to like immerse yourself into the culture and you know just see the vibes. Okay I kept saying this on my story and on the YouTube video too. I think my biggest takeaway from homecoming this week is Alex's popularity. When I tell you, I had no idea how popular this man is. Obviously, in our world that we're in now, like, he is, like, that person at work. He's so talented. He does so many cool things outside of work, like, working at Disney. He does a lot of gigs. I mean, you know he does Beyonce Coachella. Like, he just is a talented person, and that is well recognized, but you know, we're just so used to our day-to-day -day world and what our reality is at the moment. I have not necessarily been immersed into that world and that part of his life until now. So I've been to like some of his, I've been to other things of his, but this was like a whole different level. And one of his friends actually, he was talking to her before we went and she was like, did you tell Imani how popular you were? And I'm so thankful that she said that because... If I didn't, if I wasn't like given that disclaimer, I think I would have been utterly confused at the amount of popularity he had. You know, like I don't, I don't, I can't even explain it to you. Like it was in, we couldn't even walk four feet. Like it got to the point where we were walking to the car and we were walking for like two minutes straight. And I was like, Alex, this is the longest we've gotten to walk together for the whole weekend so far. That is how popular this man was. He hasn't been back to homecoming or on campus in 10 years and at HBCUs like homecoming is something that's really big and people come from all classes all years from even at elderly ages so like a lot of these people come back every year every other year Alex was one of few people that hadn't come back in so long because he just is doing so much life and um, he just never had the opportunity to go back until this year so these people have not seen him for like 10 years. He's accomplished so much. They are wanting to congratulate him. But it was just beyond that. Like 
you can see the love and the support and how proud they were of him. And we just could not walk without people stopping him, being so excited and praising him, literally putting their arms up and down, like praising a king. Like I, uh, I, I don't think I'll ever get over that experience because obviously I'm sitting there like, period, like that's my man. Like, mm-hmm. I'm over here, the proud girlfriend feeling like the baddest bitch on campus <laughs> because he's so cool. So that was like the biggest takeaway. And everyone that I met was so nice. Like everyone, everyone was so nice. People wanted to take pictures with me because they follow me on Instagram or they made me feel like a celebrity. I told Alex, I'm like, I'm about to fly to the South every weekend just for all this gas. Okay. Like it was so, so fun. And what I also loved was, okay, Alex, I know he was a whore. I know he was a hoe when he went to school. Sorry, that's just what it is. I'm sure he was. I know. I just know it. And what I love is that there's just no weird vibes at the, like when I when, when I got there. Everyone was really nice, um, welcoming. I didn't feel any type of way about people or like the girls or anything because I know that's some that's a question that like my friends had when we came back. <laughs> Because that's a valid question, you know, because um, he was really popular. But everyone that I met and all the girls were all super nice, took pictures, and they just made me feel so famous, low-key. <laughs> but it was so much fun. It was so fun to see him, see him in his element, and just thriving. So that was one of the best parts and the best takeaways, for sure. So kind of our schedule when we went there, on Thursday night, we went, they have this thing called MD Thursdays, which MD stands for the Million Dollar funk band I believe that's the band at the school and every Thursday night before homecoming actually starts the alumni and the current band members get together and play so since Alex is an alumni he went back and played he played the he played the quads you know drummer bay he always gotta play the drums so good um like I said it was just so cool to see him in his element um and I see him drum all the time but not in that degree so that was awesome so that was really cool the next day was a pep rally and the all-black party Friday night. So the pep rally was packed. Uh, this one, I guess, had one of the... there was It was like the biggest turnout for homecoming or one of the biggest. It was 90,000 90, people that were counted for. So there's probably even more. But that's just probably because... That's just probably because... There was no homecoming in 2020, and then last year was there was one, but it wasn't as big because, you know, that was when Omicron happened, so I'm sure they were still wearing a mask. This was the first time where it was, like, back to normal, and everyone and their mama showed up for this one. So there was a ton of people at the pep rally. Later that night, we went to the all-black party, which, you know, it was not that popping. Oh, here's the thing. I said this on my YouTube video, too. You're going somewhere that has a dress code. You need to dress accordingly, point blank, period. Like, I hate when people don't dress right. Like, if it's a black tie event, if it is something that is an all-black party, if it is something where you're supposed to be dressed up, even a Halloween party, don't don't come to a Halloween party without a costume. That's lame. That's not cool. You look like a loser, Honestly, I hate that. It just don't come to the party if you're not going to dress up. I'm not saying you have to buy a costume, but you could be like, I'm going to be Steve Urkel because you already have jeans, you have your glasses, you're going to tuck your shirt in, and I'm going to put a belt on. I'm not saying you have to go out of your way and buy an expensive costume, but I am saying that you need to put some effort in because everyone else is. So let me just pipe down. Because <laughs> that was so annoying about the all-black party. It's like people... Some people, you know, the girls are going to come through. It's usually the guys that mess everything up, if we're being honest. The girls were coming in heels, rhinestones, just being those bitches. 
And the some of the guys were coming in sweats. Not my man, though. You know Alex is always going to show out and show up. Like, he would go buy a new outfit for an event because he is a dapper man. Like, he's going to dress accordingly to what is supposed to be done. He's going to give what is supposed to be given. So that was annoying about that party. And I think because of the dre because the dress code was not clear or strict, it kind of messed up the vibes of the party, too. And then another thing is Cardi B just tweeted this, actually, which is funny because the rest of us that be at the gay clubs or hanging out with the gays we already know this but she had tweeted she's tired of going in like straight clubs and bars because everyone's just standing around being bad and bougie or pretending to be bad and bougie and at the gay clubs everyone's actually just dancing and having a good time that is the reality of that and unless i'm like at a really cool big old la club that's like everyone is actually turning up or the times I've been to Miami or Vegas those are the only locations that are actually fun in the club LA or like typical places are not actually fun in the club like it's only going to be fun if you are probably drunk and then with your friends in a small section you're not worried about what everyone else is doing but for the most part people are just standing up on the couch trying to be cute trying to act like they got money like everyone's just doing this whole facade thing where at the gay clubs, everyone's just living their best life and their fantasy. So, side note, just with that thing, that whole thing of the all black party, it was, it was okay. I don't think I will go back to that next year. <laughs> oh, and at the pep rally, back at the pep, going back to the pep rally, Alex was hopping and strolling. That's something that like HBCUs always do. Like each fraternity or sorority, they have like basically it looks like dances, and they kind of everyone in the crowd kind of parts the seas and they do their dance, hold up their sign. Um, all that stuff. So you can see that on my YouTube channel too. But he's really good at that because Alex has a dance background too. So, you know, he'd be killing it out there. The next day we have the tailgate and the game. Like I said, the game they lost. So there was that. Everyone basically just went to the game for the band. And a lot of people didn't go to the game. A lot of people just go to the tailgate to turn up. And that was super fun. Like it was packed out there. People were drunk, drinking, living their best life. Alex's fraternity, um, Omegas, they have this oil Oh, this drink called oil and it's a secret drink so we don't know what's in it um so there's that but I had a cup and and I had a cup and let me tell you like two sips in I was like dang I know one of their main ingredients is Everclear and if you're not familiar with Everclear Everclear oh my god Everclear is a hundred percent like a hundred proof alcohol it ain't no anything else in there but alcohol it's like hand sanitizer so a sip of that, you'd probably be drunk. <laughs> so I took like a couple sips of the oil, as they call it. And I was like, dang, this stuff worked for sure. So that was a really fun party, the tailgate. There's food there, a lot of good music. Um, we left. We had left because my feet were hurting. And that's something that I would not do next time um, is not wear a bunch of heels and booties. I was so determined to be the baddest. So in my head, my ultimate self is when I'm in like a heel or a boot because I just feel tall and just just like a bad bitch honestly I didn't want to wear sneakers that's not really not my I'm not a sneaker head I love I love like swagged out outfits with sneakers but that's just not my vibe I'm more of I'm just like a girly girl so I feel my best in heels and booties so I wanted to do that and be like my Barbie doll my Barbie doll self but I will tell you this my dogs were hurting they were hurting and at the tailgate towards the end of the night I was like Alex we have to go like drive the car to Walmart come back it lasts until like supposed to last like 1 a.m. anyway so I can't last so long we went to Walmart we come back we're walking back and I'm like okay now it's really time to turn up let's go it's nighttime it's about to be lit we're walking back and we see a bunch of people running 
running. So obviously I'm like, bye, I'm running too. Like what? It's probably a shooter out here. Long story short, someone started fighting. There, I think someone thought they saw a gun or got scared. So then people start running. And think about black people. If one person runs, we're all running. Like we're not asking questions. We're not like, what's going on? Let me go check it out over there. No, we're out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. So I think as black people do, everyone started running. So it felt more dangerous. But what really ended up happening was a fight. And people have said there's a fight every year and it's never been shut down. So it was shut down because it was a rumor that there was a gun. There was no gunshots or anything. So I don't fully know what happened. But after everyone stopped running, it kind of was over and they started like kind of packing up. And it was safe there. There was, a, there was always a ton of police officers and security um, and like real security that was there. So I never felt like unsafe. And I don't think there was any type of shooting or anything like that. It was just a couple fights, which whatever. I mean, what's going to happen when you get 89,000 people together, it's probably going to be a fight. Like, it's not that serious. But I was really sad that it was done at that point because I'm like, dang, I was just about to really turn up, you know? And then the last day we went to brunch. The brunch was cool. It was a cute little kiki. Um, it was fun because it was kind of everyone wrapping it up, saying their goodbyes and whatnot, um, recapping the whole weekend. I would not go to that brunch again because, one, they were charging like 40 bucks and we actually ended up leaving because the food was whack and we went to have brunch somewhere else and then came back for the drinks and the good vibes um so that was that but overall it was such a fun experience just because I was so happy to be in the culture at an HBCU watching Alex in his element it was just so much fun I know that next time like I said I would not wear booties or heels everywhere <laughs> and I would go to some different events and parties um, and then third, I would turn up more for sure. This was his first year back. So it was a lot of mingling, meeting people. Um, but now that I know a lot of his friends, I've met a lot of people, a lot of his fraternity brothers. I know next year will be more focused on the turn up part, like the, the getting rowdy part. Cause I know there, most people there had a time. They had a time last night. That was how most people were describing their week. People were like drunk. They were being hoarse. <laughs> they had strippers. It, it is like a whole thing at homecoming, but we didn't experience that part of it because we were just so focused on he his whole thing was wanting to see his friends, see his people, um, and just for me to experience at HBCU in that capacity. So next year, we going up for real, for real. Okay. So now that we've recapped homecoming, once again, go watch that YouTube video if you actually want to see everything. Now we're going to talk about your college experiences and your submissions. So just a little background on my college experience. I went to Washington State University my freshman year, and that is a party school. It's in Pullman, Washington, in the middle of nowhere. So all there is to do is party and turn up. And I had the time of my life. I can't even lie. That freshman year was so lit. Like, my friends, the parties, everything about it. Like, the, the, the independence that you have when you go to college. All of that is just such a, it's such a new world for most people. I mean, I don't have, I didn't, I don't, I didn't have strict parents growing up. Um, I went to a art school, like I talked about in my high school episode. So we had a lot of freedom because of, because our campus was spread out throughout the whole city of Tacoma. So even prior going to a university, I already had a lot of freedom in my life, but college, like freshman year is a different kind of freedom. Okay. Like you're just, wow. Like that year was so much fun. It really was, but I did not like the town. It's a small town. Um, I also just didn't care to be there anymore. I mean, it was the best time of my life, honestly, but I knew I that just wasn't for me. So when I had moved to California and started working at Disney, I then started going to a community college in Orange County. I went there for a couple years, and that was kind of the end of that, if I'm being honest. Like, 
yeah, so now I'm just, you know, doing me. <laughs> All right, but overall, I did have a great experience at college. And even at the community college, I met some friends, had some really cool classes. I got to dance there too. So the first stories I had you guys submit are just overall juicy college stories. So let's start with the first one. The time I went on a date with the assistant basketball coach. Ooh, see, that is so interesting to me because when you think about students and teacher or professor or coaches relationships, a lot of times the age gap is not that crazy, especially when you get into college, you're a technically an adult. So after 18 plus, even if you think it's creepy and weird, an age gap, it's still legal. And especially if you're dealing with a man like <laughs> men, if you're legal, then it's fine. I feel like in their head, honestly. So, so I am not surprised about this, but if he was cute and you it was consensual and you liked it then period go off sis <laughs> but also like low-key willing it back in if you are a professor or a teacher it's just like I feel like that's a little bit weird because you have this advantage on your like it's almost like you're like treating them like prey in a way it's like just date somebody date one of your colleagues like you're literally teaching these people in school but you're also like oh yeah so hot this student of mine I don't know, it's kind of weird. But also, I mean, there's plenty of students that also would want their professors. So if you're legal, it's consensual, then hey, I guess just don't get caught, question mark? I don't know. <laughs> okay, the next one. One time I had to poop in a frat house that had no toilet paper, so I wiped with their shower curtain. What? What? <laughs> oh my God. That is... Probably the nastiest thing I've ever heard. Like, truly. You wiped your ass with shit on it with their shower curtain. Oh, my God. That <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of iconic. Especially some of these frats, like frat houses. I remember when I was like, going to Wazoo. They're so grimy and nasty. And people do some really creepy stuff. And, like, some of these frats are just not it, okay? So, like, if that fraternity deserved it, then I'm really glad you shit on their shower curtain. But if they didn't, that is disgusting. And yikes. I mean, I guess it's like, what else do you do? Because it's different between peeing where you can like twerk it off or like if you're a guy, like shake it off. But if you poop and there's no toilet paper, like you don't want to just pull your pants up because that's gross. Like, especially if you're a girl and you're wearing a thong, you definitely don't want to pull your pants up because now you got like shit on your panties. At least if you're a guy with boxers, you can kind of like pull them back up and then maybe run back home and it's not really touching or in your booty. So you're kind of fine. I don't know. But it's like, what do you do at that point? Especially at a party. Like, you can't just be like, you're not at your friend's house and there's no one there. Like, hey, give me some toilet paper. That is a difficult decision you have to make. So I'm not really sure what I would have done in that situation either. But I probably would have pulled my pants up and went home and threw my panties away, wiped my ass, and then took a shower because I'm disgusting. And I, yeah. Or I'm disgusted with myself after that. Okay, next one. I didn't go to college, but this ass is juicy. <laughs> That's because I asked you guys for juicy college stories. You know what? It's okay if you didn't go to college. Um, a juicy ass is way more important and will get you farther in life from my calculations anyway. So, good for you. <laughs> next one. In college, my guy best friend filled an empty beer with pee and gave it to my ex. My ex drank it and kept on partying. Oh my God. <laughs> Y'all are all nasty. Oh my God. You know what? Your friend was a ride or die though, because 
clearly that ex probably did something dirty to you and you're like, and your friend's like, I'm going to get them back even dirtier. So kudos to your ride or die friend. That is disgusting. Um, but I'm assuming your ex was probably trash just because that's usually how it always is, right? Also, I'm not a beer drinker, so I don't really know what like most beers taste like. But I'm like, either he was super drunk and just didn't notice it was pee or disgusting, or beer is really that nasty. Because I do have this theory that nobody actually likes beer. Everyone just drinks beer because it's social and it just feels like the right thing to do. Because I just feel like I've tasted it and I'm like, what is intriguing about this? I guess it's an acquired taste. Kind of like, like I like grapefruit. I like eggnog. I know, the, I know those are two things that people don't always agree on. And I guess beer could be like that too. But beer is just, I think it's so gross. I hate it. Maybe just because I like fruity drinks. So I'm childish when it comes to that. But if that's what beer tastes like, pee, I don't want any parts of that. I was cheating on a test and my cheat sheet fell on the floor. I had to drag it back with my foot and it kept sleeping, it kept slipping farther away. I started panicking because a professor was circling the classroom. My roommate tried to help me retrieve it and she was panicking more than me, which made me laugh. We finally got it and my roommate was like, we are never doing that again. We have to start studying. <laughs> that is too funny. Oh, the cheat. I, I should have had that as a prompt. Tell me all your cheating stories in school or in college because I know everyone has them. I mean, especially nowadays when everything's online, there's like a whole website, what, Quizlet, where they literally, because all these professors just literally recycle every test and quiz they've ever had since like 1902. And so you can find them online and just literally use it. I was doing that during Wazoo. I would literally just find the, the test online and like study the test more than I studied the actual like lesson. Because really, I feel like school is just about passing. It's not even about learning shit anymore. It's just like, I just got to get a good grade so I can get this degree and move on. So so that is hilarious. I can just imagine the panic of like trying to slip the note with your feet and your professor is circling. Because you guys remember that when they would just like circle the classroom just to make sure no one's cheating or looking at their phone. I bet it's super hard these days because people have Apple Watches and everything's just so high tech. I wonder if they tell you to take your Apple Watch now during a test. Hmm, if you're young and in school right now, let me know because I'm curious about that. All right, my next prompt for you guys was roommate stories. So roommates are, I had a roommate. Um, I was in the honors hall. Okay. Actually, my dad kind of just like forced him to put me in honors hall because he, at the time I was Miss Washington Teen USA. And he was like, my daughter is this and she needs to be in the honors hall, period. And I was. And... I was really never there. I was always in my friends' dorms because their dorms are actually fun. The honors hall was so quiet. I felt like I couldn't be myself or talk, but it was really nice. Like the dorms were bigger. The, the The building itself was way nicer. So I was really happy that I always could go back home to something nice and then go to my friends' dorms for the ratchet stuff. <laughs> but anyway, I had a roommate and she was really, really sweet. She was just quiet and she didn't really party like that. And I think she had a boyfriend at the time. So she was just really chill. And I felt like I was crazy because I was going out like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I'll come back and I would I wouldn't be there the whole weekend and I'll come back like, hey girl, I'm back, it's Sunday night. Um, so that was an interesting dynamic. She was kind, but I don't really know what she's doing these days. I had no horror stories with the roommate. She was really nice. And then when I moved to California, I've never had a roommate. So now my roommate is Alex, basically. So I don't really have any crazy stories like that, but 
I know the rest of the world does, whether it's your roommate from college or a roommate you're dealing with now. There's so many movies based off of this kind of dynamic and jealousy and killing people. I have no crazy stories like that, but I did want to bring up the prompt because I know y'all had some stories about a roommate. So the first one, she pulled out her bloody tampon right in front of me and dropped it straight in the trash. What? What? I'm all for normalizing periods, but not in that degree. Like, I don't want to see the bloody tampon and I don't want to just dip it in the trash can for it to like kind of stink up and smell. And if you say it doesn't smell, you're lying. Like, if it's sitting there for that, it's sitting there over time, it's going to stink. Like, that's just dirty and gross. You need to wrap it up in some toilet paper, put it, put it, put it away in a way that people can't really be seeing it. And then, and then it's like just pulling it out in front of somebody else. That's you're not, you're not even caring for anyone else being comfortable, uncomfortable or not. You're only thinking about yourself. So that is disgusting. All right, next one. Came home to her hooking up in my bed. She says she thought it was hers. Girl, she she thought it was her bed. Sis, come on now. You know, first of all, there's no way because you either enter the room and you're either going to go to right to the right or you're going to go to the left. There's no way you thought it was your bed. It's probably a different comforter set. Also, you should have automatically went to the right if that was your side of the room, not go to the left. Like you knew what you were doing and that's gross. That's another example of just not caring for somebody else's just not caring for somebody else like that is you can't do things when you're when you have a roommate you can't expect everyone to be as lenient or comfortable as you are with yourself and what you do like for some people a bloody tampon would not be an issue for some people hooking up in their bed would not be an issue for some people walking around naked would not be an issue and I don't care about most things but there's a lot of people out there that would be uncomfortable with all of those things that I listed. And that's fine. So I think when you have a roommate, you really have to understand the dynamic and the relationship of who you're living with because that can be really gross and also just completely inconsiderate. Yikes. Okay, number three. Was taking food for months and never admitted it. Oh, see, that's where I would draw the line. Taking my food. What? What? And I don't mind sharing, but it needs to be talked about. Like, if I came home with some leftovers and I just couldn't wait to get out of class and eat my leftovers and they were gone because you put your nasty hands in them and ate my food, it's on sight. Because here's the thing. I eat everybody's food. If you're listening to this and you're my friend, you know I eat your food. But I ask. I always say, can I have some? Can I have some? And I'll ask every single time. I'll ask a lot, too, because I want to eat your food. But you guys say yes, so I continue to eat it. But I wouldn't just go and, like, steal your food and eat it. Like, that's just so rude. That's where I would draw the line. Because my food, my thick self, I got to eat. So don't be just stealing my food. Just ask. I'm going to say, yeah. Like, stop being weird. I'm going to share it. Okay, next one. My roommate kept her eggs in a cupboard. What? Oh my. Okay. What's funny about this, I was expecting more submissions that were had to do with jealousy or things like that. But instead, it's just everyone's nasty. Everyone's nasty. That's nasty because it's clear as day that eggs are supposed to be in the refrigerator. You literally, anything that, anything that you picked up out of the refrigerator at the grocery store should probably go back in the refrigerator, right? Like, just common sense, okay? I get some people mess up condiments. Like, there's a lot of, most condiments, you actually have to put it in their refrigerator after you open it. But a lot of people, a lot of things like ketchup, like, if you don't, it's fine. Um, But eggs, eggs and milk are not one of those girls. Like, you do have to put that in the fridge, y'all, just so you know. 
So that's gross. All right, next one. One girl showered and used the bathroom with the door open. See, that's what I was talking about. Like for me, I would not really care about that, especially if it's a really good friend. But if you're not, if you don't know this person or they're taking a shit or you're just not comfortable with naked bodies or being around people like that, that are so free with that are so free with how they move around in their house, then that can be extremely inconsiderate. So you definitely have to know your roommate and what they do and do not like. My roommate would never wake up when her alarm went off and it would go off at least four times. Yikes. If you're someone like me, I love my sleep. So if I was getting waken up early because of someone else's alarm, that would be really annoying. Really annoying, especially if it was four times. It's like, sis, sis, you gotta wake up. You gotta wake up because now you're the one turning off their alarm. You're waking up and this person's dead asleep getting their beauty rest. And you're over here wide awake because you couldn't sleep anymore because this person's alarm went off four times. So I can see how that can be annoying. But it's hard because you can't really, there's no way to fix that. Because then you're all you're asking is someone, hey, can you like wake up? But it's like, if they can sleep through anything, that's not really something that can be fixed because you asked. So that can be really hard. That's a situation where you kind of just got to switch roommates and have a roommate that sleeps lighter. <laughs> Next one. I had to teach mine how to wash dishes, laundry, clean his bathroom, and more. Oh, you know, what's hard about that is this is most people's first, well, everyone's first time being alone. And if someone didn't literally show you how to properly wash dishes, or you didn't grow up washing dishes, or you didn't grow up using a washer and dryer, or you didn't have one, maybe, I don't know, um, or cleaning up after yourself, or whatever the circumstances were. And the thing is, they can work in both ways. It's like, You either were really privileged and never had to clean up or you were not privileged at all and you don't even know what, how to work a dishwasher, you know, so it can kind of work in both ways, but it's because it's everyone's first time, like being on their own and having to do for themselves and completely by themselves. It can be so difficult for a lot of people. Since I lived out here for the majority of the time, I lived by myself. So I had to make sure that I was doing the dishes, doing my laundry um, and all of that, cleaning up after myself and that's something I'd still be like, oh, like, I, there was a point, side note, there was a point when I threw away all my dishes because they were dirty and I didn't feel like cleaning them. That was a very young and stupid Imani. Not to say I wouldn't do that again because, I, I don't know, I, I just might. But did I have a dishwasher back then? Uh, maybe I didn't have a dishwasher, but no, I didn't have a dishwasher. I didn't. My first studio out here. So I threw my dishes away because I didn't feel like doing them. So there was that. Don't be me, you know. Don't, don't do what I do. Okay. But that is annoying. I mean, at that point you're grown, so you should know how to do all those things for yourself. And especially when you're living with someone, like you can't be a complete slob and then just leave it like that. And then now this person's trying to teach you how to be an adult. So I can see how that can be really annoying, but I get it. People, <laughs> it's the people's first time being alone. I've, I hope that person learned from that experience and was like, I need to do better, especially if I'm living with somebody else. Next one. Girl, I ain't got enough characters to talk about (laughs) my roommate stories. Oh, (laughs) so that's what I mean. So you guys got to make sure you submit online at dearymoney.com because you can submit your full story there. Like it's anonymous or you can put your name. You can also submit a hello at dearymoney.com on the email because sometimes when I do the prompts on Instagram, there's not enough characters to 
say your whole entire story. So that's why I encourage you guys to send an email or go through the website because I really want to hear the long, lengthy, detailed stories that you guys have. And side note, side note, you can submit any story at any time. Even if it's not the topic of the week, I can be able to get back to it when I do do that topic. So side note. Okay, next one. I had a bunch of girl roommates pack my stuff and kick me out because I didn't like hanging out with them. Dang. That's like some bad girls club episode type of stuff right there. Like, just because you don't like hanging out with them, they want they pack your stuff up and kick you out? Like, is there more to that story? Because that feels really harsh. Like, I mean, I get the fact that if you have, if there's three, if there's four roommates total and three of them always hang out, they're becoming the best of friends and you are refusing to go out with them, you never want to hang out with them or you don't like them. It does kind of mess up the dynamic because if you were another girl that maybe they liked or you liked them, it probably would be so much fun living with like four girls or something. But when you're the outlier, it can be kind of uncomfortable. Like, okay, this girl's kind of ruining her vibe. So I don't agree with them packing your shit up and kicking you out. But I agree. I see where they're coming from in the sense of like, well, we don't hang out. So like, why are you here? (laughs) Sounds fucked up. It sounds messed up, but it's just kind of true. But they should not have been touching your stuff. That's literally an episode of Bad Girls Club. So, no. Okay, here's the story. My sweet mates were smoking weed in their room. Me and my roommate had no clue. The residence assistant, RA, came to their room, and our sweet mates ran to our room through the bathroom. The RAs came in, and they were saying that someone told me that they smelled weed. My roommate was explaining to them that it wasn't us and that our room didn't smell like marijuana. They said that whoever was smoking the weed would then be put on probation or even expelled. My roommate started to tear up and the girls who were smoking were standing there looking stupid. As I stood quiet there, I noticed that nobody had their eyes on me, so I snuck out from the room. I was not trying to pee in that mess. They all ended up having to see the dean and the sweetmates admitted that my roommate wasn't involved. The other girls were all put on probation. They were like, that was smooth how you slid out of there. <laughs> you know, I did the same thing. First of all, me, I would have snitched. Sorry, like I'm not getting, I talk about this all the time, I would be a snitch. I'm not getting in trouble for someone else's wrongdoing, point blank, period. If you didn't want to get caught, if you didn't want to get in trouble, you shouldn't have been doing wrong. That's what my mom used to tell me. So I would not be going down for somebody else's BS. That's one. But two... Also, if you're doing wrong, you should not let other people go down for your wrong, too. So I'm glad that the girls stood up and finally said something, but it should not have taken you that long. I'm over here getting interrogated by the RA, and you're looking at me like I should say something when you're the one that was smoking. No. <laughs> no. But that's hilarious. That would have been me. As soon as I saw someone, as soon as I saw the RA not looking at me, I would have been out just like you. Bye. Not my problem. All right, our last roommate story. My roommate was having sex while I was in the room, and I woke up halfway through. I grabbed my phone and hid under the covers, trying to block out the sounds of the squeaking bed. Next thing I know, I hear a fart. I did everything in me not to die laughing. I did everything in me not to die laughing that one of them farted mid-sex. They both giggled a little and continued. Next morning, my roommate looks at me and says, OMG, you farted so loud last night in your sleep. Me and my boyfriend both heard you. I told her that he definitely lied because they woke me up and I heard it from them. Oh my god. What? They tried to blame you for the fart? First of all, there's layers to this. First of all, you had you didn't feel the vibration of the fart while you were having sex like a little bit. I don't know. I feel like 
one of the parties, I don't know if the girl farted or the guy farted, but one of the parties should have known it was one of them in the bed that farted because of the smell probably and because of the vibration maybe. And then the fact that whoever actually farted just went along with it, laughing at it like it was you that farted below them is hilarious. <laughs> and then for her to wake up and be like, oh my God, you farted so loud last night. Like that is so embarrassing because you were wide awake listening to every listening to everything that was happening. <laughs> that is hilarious, honestly. And also farting while having sex. Yikes, that is too funny. I feel like I would pass out. I feel like I would just honestly start laughing. It depends on how comfortable you are with the person because that is, maybe they weren't comfortable enough to admit that. So then therefore they had to blame it on you. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. But that was a moment where you just ended up taking one for the team, basically. Because I'm, now I'm kind of curious, what did they say after you said it wasn't them? Like it wasn't you, I mean, it wasn't you that farted. It was them that farted or one of them that farted. That's just, the whole thing's just embarrassing. That's hilarious, though. Also, I feel like that's every college experience, people having to hear their roommates have sex. I never had to experience that. Also, I was an angel baby child in college, so, or my year in college. Um, but that, I feel like that would be, I feel like that's a part of so many people's college experience is hearing or seeing your roommate have sex. All right, moving right along to a juicy hookup story. I lost my virginity on Easter with his roommate on the bottom bunk while he was three pump chumping. Oh, <laughs> what's so funny is that I know exactly who this submission is. And I remember this story specifically. Um, good times, LOL. And I remember getting this call and they're like, I just lost my virginity. And I'm like, what? Especially like being the goody two shoe that I am. I was like, this is insane. Like, this is crazy. This is so wild. This is so groundbreaking. Like, my friend had sex. Like, this was like some iconic news. And I remember it because I remember it, one, because it's one of my best friends. And two, I remember because it was on Easter. And I think it was also on 420. I think Easter was on 420 that year. So it was a very iconic day, clearly. Um, <laughs> but yes, that is a good juicy hookup story. And the three pump chumping is what's killing me because I feel like, that's probably most people's experiences with their first time is three pumps in and three pumps out. <laughs> the last prompt that I had for you guys was, what did you learn from college? And the first one on here is independence, which is what I was going to say. Independence. I think what's so cool about college is it's everyone's, most people's first time really being on their own. And whether you had strict parents or not, um, if you had strict parents and this is like a completely new world, but even when you didn't, it's like you're responsible for yourself. No one's telling you to do your homework. You have to do it yourself. No one's telling you what time to go to bed. No one's telling you what you can and cannot eat, where you can and cannot go. You literally are on your own and you're making the decisions for yourself. So I think the biggest life lesson that people learn from college is that sense of independency. Independency. Yeah, that's a word. <laughs> Is that, I don't know, actually, is a sense of the independence that you get from being in college. And some people, you know, take that for granted and they just do too damn much while in school and they don't finish because they just drop, they like drop out or they fail out or um, they're just too irresponsible with all of that freedom. So you got to definitely take it with a grain of salt. What did you learn from college? Literally nothing. Wasted years of my life for a piece of paper. You know, a lot of people feel like that. I feel like especially in today's time when 
most jobs aren't even asking for bachelor degrees because they're not as um, competitive. Like so many people go to school and get a bachelor's. So it's not as prestigious, I guess is the right word. I feel like there was a once upon a time where everyone walking in didn't have a bachelor. So therefore, when you had one, you instantly got paid more. The, it was a whole narrative. If you get a degree, you'll get more money. You have a better um, career. But now so many people have like stepped into their entrepreneur bag or there are so many people do content creation and make millions of dollars or there's so many jobs that you don't have to have a bachelor's. You just have to have experience. And what I've learned, too, is that experience trumps degrees unless you're in like a medical field or a field that you literally have to go to school for it is something that you don't have to do unless it's a goal of yours so many of these places are looking for people with experience and if you come out of college and just start with the career that you know you want to do or start doing internships with the career that you know you want I honestly feel like that's a really good option and it's a cheaper option of course um, because you're not paying thousands of dollars for school and you're still getting that experience that these companies want you to have um, so you can get these good jobs. When I've been on a, Indeed recently, so many jobs are even like 70 to over 100K and you only need a high school diploma. So that shows you alone that wage-wise, you don't even need to have a bachelor. So I totally get the idea of you feel like you wasted your life for a piece of paper. Like I said, I think the best part of college is the independency. I, why do I feel like that's not a word? Anyway, I feel like the best part is the freedom that you get, the independence that you gain, and then also the idea of having to focus and accomplish and finishing something, I think is a great part of college too. If you finished school, you did your four years, you know, that was a goal you had and you accomplished it. So that's something to be proud of. Even if you feel like it was a waste of time, you still have that in your back pocket. I don't think it was a waste of your time, but I can see how you feel like that. <laughs> okay, number three, not to let not to let having fun get in the way of getting that degree. I got academic probation for semester. Yeah, so going back to the, the freedom and making sure that you know how to take that with a grain of salt because you step into college and all of a sudden everything, you could do everything and anything you want. Like anything you want. It's just an open door for mess, basically. So just keeping your head in the game because it is not cheap to go to school. Whether you're paying for it, it's a scholarship or... It's your parents. At the end of the day, it's on someone's dime and it's not worth it to be fooling around to the point where you are getting academic probation, you're getting in trouble, you're having to drop out because of grades. Like that's just not, that's just not it, sis. Like if you're going to do it, do it for real and still have your fun too, but also be responsible. So that's a good one. Next one. If you don't come out of college with a network, you didn't do it right. So that's another big part of college that I think is beneficial is the people that you can meet that later on can help you in your career in different paths in life. I know like when I was going, when I went to homecoming just now, seeing Alex and all the people he's met, which has ultimately helped him low key with where he is today um, and his friends, his professors that made a huge impact in his life. Some of the friends that he still has today that he's kept in contact with and they get to work together. I mean, there's just so many benefits be, being around so many like-minded people, I think. And I feel like I learned that and gained a lot of that through my experience with pageantry. Like the connections I've made with people and businesses because of pageantry is kind of like the same thing what college can be. It's like a big networking event for four years. Um, 
But a lot of people don't view college like that. If you go into college not knowing what you want your degree to be in, not knowing what you want to do when you get older as a career, it is harder to network because you don't even know what you're networking for. So I do think it's a good deal, a good idea to start knowing what you really want to do in high school. Like I get everyone's young and people will say, you have your whole life ahead of you. You don't need to know that part. Even if you change your career path, even if you don't exactly know what you want to do as you get older, at least have an idea so you can be able to take the right internships, be able to take the correct classes and do the right first jobs and talk to the right people so you can set yourself up for when you're older. So I do agree that if you, you know, didn't come out of college with a network, um, you miss out on a big opportunity. But, you know, once again, most people don't go into college with that mindset. It's like parties and fun and just college is something that we're all taught we're supposed to do. So a lot of people don't think about the the benefits that can come out of it too. And lastly, I learned about my privilege and implicit bias. I learned to think critically about society. I love this submission because I think especially in today's time, especially after our year of 2020, I think a lot of people, especially young adults in college, really for the first time saw what our country, our society was like when it came to um, race and inequality. So I'm sure a lot of people realize their privilege and their implicit bias like this person has submitted and I think that's great that you acknowledge that um and I think that that's what's so cool about college too is that you are surrounded by people that you've never met before cultures people from different backgrounds people from all types of walks of life different states and and maybe different countries like there are so many different people that you see on campus or come across where you don't have a choice but to kind of open your horizons and your mind to different people and that's another great part of college too. It's a it's an arena that you don't really get in the real world all the time. Like you are forced to surround your yourself with a certain kind of with you are forced to surround yourself with a lot of different kind of people. As you get older, if you move to certain neighborhoods, certain cities, you might find yourself with people just like you, depending on the demographic, the um, the the wealth in the in the in the community that you're living in. Whatever, there's a lot of different factors that can make. The community just look a bit like a very, very one-sided. But in college, you are really around all kinds of people for the most part. So I think that's a really cool observation that you had. I think that's a really cool observation that you realized. And I hope that a lot of other people that are in school or just adults now living their day-to-day life can acknowledge um, each other's differences. And if you have that privilege, what that means for other people and just understanding other people's struggles. So that was a really good one to end it on. This was so fun talking about college, talking about homecoming. So I'm going to wrap this up. This was a longer episode. So hey, I mean, I had a lot to say because I didn't talk to you guys last week. Okay, I'm so happy I'm back. So for Imani's final thoughts, college is not for everyone and that's okay. I think a lot of times people feel left out or the sense of not being accomplished when they aren't in school. And that's also why a lot of people tend to go back to school because you don't really know what you want to do. But the one thing that we have that feels secure is being in a classroom because we've done that for literally our whole entire life. But there's so much life beyond being in the classroom. What I think is so great about college, like I mentioned before, is that it gives you the opportunity to be independent for the first time, which is something that I encourage everyone to do, is to leave the nest and explore what's out there, whether it's on your own or even with a roommate, just out of the house that you usually, that you grew up in, just doing something where you are now like independent and on your own and experiencing life 
And I know it's so expensive out here, especially in today's time. But when you get to the point, it's just important to try to um, live on your own or live with a roommate um, or whatever before you step into a marriage or something like that. I think that's just like a really big step and a really good step for everyone. And to take advantage of what college has to offer. If not, if college is not your thing, enjoy life and continue to do the work that you do. Either way, we're all going to be all right, okay? And those are my final thoughts for today. Thank you so much for your submissions week after week. I cannot wait for my Halloween special next week, so make sure you keep an eye on that so you can submit your, your Halloween story. And I'll reveal the topic soon. Make sure you to leave five stars only, please. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see y'all next week. Bye! Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can watch the full episode on YouTube and make sure to send in your stories and questions at dearymoney.com. Reminder, I am not responsible for the outcome of any advice you take from me. Unless it's good, then I get all the credit. See you next week. Mwah!